0: The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now, Angelina Love in Velvet Sky, the beautiful people. Search for all of our HMG brand management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNaylor, Rikad Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course, the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hamine. Hey, bro. Wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted, Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go, bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV fitness foodie experience, visit Zorro's olive Zordos ultra premium Extra virgin olive oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit Zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12- and 16-week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com Russo'sBrand.com Or the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sBrand.com. Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com. And visit Patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group. We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. Space, the final frontier.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, fans of the Kelvin era, fans of Next Generation, fans of the original series, fans of Voyager, and fans of Deep Space Nine, welcome to the Academy Star Trek Podcast. It is me, Riker's future beard, because in season one, Riker didn't have a beard. (laughs) So, but I am not here alone in the Academy, because I always need someone else here, because we need teachers, and I have one of the best ones here. He is the co-host of The Smack Attack. He is the Sinister Minister, Jay Reeseman. dead by God, my man,
2: Big John Enright. John, how are you doing today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing well, doing well, uh, you know, uh, dealing with life as in general, you know. Uh, last week was Mother's Day, coming home from doing a thing with my girlfriend for Mother's Day, Um uh, a deer decided that the front end of my car needed to be rearranged. Oh God. So oh, no. And I'm talking like on the main street of Weatherford, like one of the main streets in Weatherford. Are you kidding me? No, like wow. Deer just I'm going 40, just kind of clipping. It's like 945, and I'm just kind of like, all right. And uh it's in the curve, a little bit of a dark spot, but it's in the main street, right? Yes. Deer just all of a sudden, I don't even know where the deer comes from. It's like appears, it's the front end of my car and all that stuff so monday morning i gotta deal with that so oh god it took forever i I, i'm in a rental so you know it's fun yeah i'm not gonna lie when i
1: was uh my truck's in the shop so so i'm driving one of the uh one of the cars in this morning when i went to work go to work this morning literally five years like went across one of the state routes oh wow uh, work i was like oh shit I was like in my truck, I wouldn't care, but in the little car, I was like, I'm gonna get fucked up, okay? Yeah, (laughs) if I don't want those deer. So, but yeah, no, deer, deer suck, bro. I just, yeah, no, they they, they, got
2: to make hunting season longer for deer. So, (laughs) yeah, so so guys like Ben can just like clear them out, exactly. Yeah, why not? You know, yeah, I'm just tired of them being Mm -hmm. in the way. You know, exactly, exactly. So you know, a, but yeah, no, just dealing with that, and then yeah, but it's it's been all good, you know, when we were doing doing the thing and making it work. So that's it, you man. Know, it's that's all it. you can do. It's all you can do. So yes, you know, so that's uh, that. you know, that's about it. You know, week's been pretty chill, um, just doing work and getting things situated, uh, getting ready to go watch the uh, four hour Snyder cut. Good lord man. A Justice League with Good my, uh, my girlfriends. So you know, you know,
1: <laughs> I can't complain, you know. It's, yeah. You I, know. I still gotta watch that. I still gotta watch that that far <laughs> long.
2: Yeah, I, I'm interested to see because you know I've seen it, so I'm interested to see kind of what the dealio is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what what's kind of the um what's kind of just the focus. I see you know, that they're doing on it and, and what Snyder did. Because, I mean, I've seen the videos and everything, but like, you know, in clips and stuff, but, you know, it's, you got to see it yourself. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm like, okay, what's the deal? What's, what's kind of the, the purpose and how did he go about doing it? You know, and how's it all intertwined with the bigger picture? Because I know there's, there's still that story. So how does it all work? So exactly. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. You know, I know it's four hours, but yeah. I'm hey, okay listen,
1: that. hey, listen, if, if, they, if they had a four-hour unreleased a version of the motion picture, my God, I would be – I'd be so freaking horny, okay? It wouldn't be funny. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, would. yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. I would be. Would. Because, because, you know, if they did a four-hour version of the motion
2: picture, they would tie in a lot of the loose ends. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's – I mean, that's one of the things that you got to kind of wonder is Yeah. <clears throat> would they – if? If they were told, okay, tell the story like you want to tell, how much would they incorporate? How much would they, exactly. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. build into it kind of thing? So, you know, I, I'm interested to, you know, uh, I'm interested to see how this is going to go. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, people are like, oh, my God, four hours. I like, I've sat through all three Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and you know, I own all the extended editions. so Yeah. You know, uh, it's not a big deal for me. Besides, it's streaming, so it's not like you can't pause it and exactly, yeah, go do whatever. So you know, I'm I'm just uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a glutton for movies. So
1: well, I mean, listen, but these people say I can for four hours, yet they they fucking binge a series where each one of the episodes is like forty five minutes, and it's like ten episodes, and they binge it like in a day. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. that's
2: <laughs> That's yeah. so much
1: time. Yeah, no.
2: It's <laughs> where, just, where did your day go, man? Yeah, Holy exactly. Holy shit! Exactly. Seriously, that's
1: just, just crazy.
2: It's crazy, you yeah, know. It, absolutely nuts. But you know, it's it's but you know, in that aspect, people are like, well, you know, I'm watching a series, and uh, you know, it starts, and, and there's just more story, and, and so you just keep going, and oh, fuck off! No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> I don't Jesus, know it's yeah. it's just like, come on, man, just. Whatever you got to do to justify yourself to this, exactly. I mean, whatever. So, you know, I just, you know, enjoy what you enjoy. Don't, That's it, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, if, if, yeah. so
1: anyway. So, so, all those people that, that enjoy season one of Next Gen, enjoy it. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I watched, um, uh, what was the episode where they redid the uh, naked naked time?
2: I don't, I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. It was I think
1: it was the fourth episode where like everyone gets all hot and they all all, all act drunk.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: that's I watched that one and then I watched the one that we we're going to discuss and actually I watched it I was like, "You know, that wasn't bad." And I absolutely just died laughing when uh Dr. Crusher was like, "I need to see you. I need to see you in your ready room, Jean-Luc." And she goes in there and I gave G- Gates McFadden fine as fuck in season one of uh, Next Generation. Yeah. And um, and she just, and like Captain Picard, it's like all of a sudden, the Captain gets, you hear him say, Not now, Doctor. And he's yeah, yeah, just like, Not now, Beverly. And he does that little not like, Not now, Beverly. A yeah, little, little way, like, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And like, and like watching everyone just like lose their minds. It was. It was good. I mean, it was. It wasn't a bad
2: episode. And it was. It was. Let's put it this way. It was. It was a good bad. I mean, it, it was. was a, yeah. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Season one is is a good bad. It's it it's is. one yeah, of those good bad. It's one of those things where you just you, you kind of watch it and you go, okay, this is pretty bad, but, but it's it's but pretty, so it's okay. pretty yeah. hilarious. So yeah, you know, like, it's like Star Trek five. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's like exactly.
1: Star Trek 5. It's so bad that it's so
2: freaking good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was cuz you're just like, okay, at least I'm getting Star Trek, you know, you know Exactly. That was, yeah. that was the whole point is. Yeah. First season and some of season 2, you it's just like, uh, okay, at least I'm getting Star Trek. I'm just I'm, you know, and it and it kind of felt like old Star Trek in a way with just some of the things that happened and the way they yeah. went about doing things. It kind of felt like that kind of old Star Trek, which is which is fine, you know, um, but still, it just you just had to laugh at some of that stuff. So and you know, and, and and plus two,
1: Tasha Yar, she got that android dick too. Okay. Oh that, yeah. she
2: got that. Android.
1: Yeah, she goes, are you are you programming all pleasures? She goes, I'm programming all pleasures. Yeah, and door shuts. And, yeah. you know, and you know, really functional. Yar got that shit tore off. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I still don't know why Denise Crosby left. Okay, she actually got some she actually got some pretty good lines in there and she was a pretty yeah. good character. Yeah, I was I was surprised, you know, that she you know that she didn't stay on because she probably could have been in the movies and, and done other things where she could have furthered her career. Because yeah. when she left, I mean she fell off the
2: face of the earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And you know, and I mean it's interesting because you know, um it, it, it may but would Worf become the person that he would have become if she would have stayed. I think so. I mean, he just Worf is just such such a
1: big character because he's the first Klingon ever to be in Starfleet mm. that you couldn't deny, you know, him doing that. And they always could have like, you know, uh, given ya a um uh, promotion. They could have made Worf the the security officer or something. So, I mean, it just it, uh, to, to me, I think with 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 war if you're talking about war it's just, it's just such an undeniable character even in even even in like the little roles that he had when he talked like in the sort of about where he was like going and like trying to like find out who those soldiers were and everything else it's just undeniable. His character was undeniable that you yeah. couldn't just you, you couldn't just have him off to the side. So I think he, he still would have shined uh, no matter what
2: yeah Probably, you know, I just, I, I I was, my only concern is that maybe he would have been a little bit lost in the shuffle because of it, because Mm -hmm. Tasha was such a bigger presence. You know, Worf was a red shirt at the time. um, And, you know, he, he wasn't really defined as far as what his role was when, when Tasha dies, he becomes the tactical and security officer. You know, it really gives him an opportunity to grow as a character even more so um, and, you know, we see that with Jordy too, when Jordy becomes chief engineer, mm-hmm. um, you know, we see his growth as a character as well. Um, you know, uh, so to me, it, it's kind of not that he needed the promotion, um, but I felt like it helped grow him as a character to where when it came to DS9, when he made his appearance, you're just like, yeah, that makes sense, you know, because yeah. he's, he was on, the start. He was on. You know, he was security officer and and tactical officer for the Enterprise, the flagship. Mm-hmm. So it made sense that he was able to come in and, yeah, he was the only Klingon. But at the same time, too, the prestige he had from the position he had made yeah. a difference as well. I think. Can
1: I just can I say the security officer? He sucked as a security <laughs> officer. <laughs> Everybody's always getting always getting fucked.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's like the Barry and Sweetfoot episode where those guys yeah. try to steal the ship, you know, yeah. it's like, Warren, what are you doing, bro? So, you know, uh, but it, it, I mean, at the same time, too, that's, I think that's what made Next Generation fun was you had a little bit of that touch of the original series, but you, you were able to, you know, you went seven seasons, so yeah. you were able to expand on the universe so much more. You, you were able to include the Klingons and how they fit into the system in the galaxy now post, you know, um, Undiscovered Country, yeah you know, and, and that which I think people wanted to see. You had Undiscovered Country and say, like, okay, well, how does this new future work? And we see this now where, you know, Federation and Klingons are working together um, and, you know, then, of course, the Romulans make their big reappearance um, into... God, and, God yeah. damn Romulans. Uh, but you know, uh, it, but it's expanding the universe even more. You know, we we see their return after a hundred years, mm-hmm. and and that they're letting the people know, hey, you don't mess with us anymore. We're gonna we're we're here. We're knocking on the door. Um, you know, we begin to see things like the Cardassians and um, just different species that begin to make an impact on the on the wider galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you even get things like the origins of, of the different species, that episode in, I want to say six or seven, where they figure out all the gene codes from the major races, you mm-hmm. know, tell that story. They, they figure out who the progenitors of uh, the galaxy were. And, yeah. you know, and it was very touching at the end because you got, like, the Cardassians and Klingons were like, I can't believe I would even be of the same race as these, you know, people... And then you've got, of all people, the Romulans saying, "Perhaps our differences aren't as big or, as big as we thought." You yeah. know, um, you know, it's just very interesting in that aspect. Romulans, how? yeah. I know. I know. they're
1: they're 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 probably saying it to, to get secrets or something. So they yeah, can them. yeah, dishonored, dishonorable people, dishonorable people. But, watch you Picard, know. Show, yeah. It's all those who, Romulans <laughs> dishonorable. Go watch Picard season one. And you'll see how dishonorable the female yeah.
2: ones are. Yeah. Yeah. They are. I mean, no, well, they, they they kind of did them dirty. No,
1: well, uh, they Dakota
2: did them dirty. Yeah, I mean, uh, so if you haven't watched the car season one, what are you doing? Why why are you here? Exactly. Why are you here? Go go listen because uh, you know we're going to tell you spoilers. So get over it. Yeah, get I mean, season two is getting ready to happen. They're filming season two right now. Um, you know, so of course we're yeah. going to talk about. it. But you know, that's I think that's the thing that um if you look back at season one of 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 Star Trek, if I remember, Roddenberry was still in, in kind of in, in control too, right? He was, he was. and I think that's why a lot of
1: people were like, "That's why the season was so bad because Roddenberry was in charge." Yeah, when Roddenberry was in charge of the original series, everyone goes, "All oh, those are great episodes. Those are great, mm-hmm. great, great." One, a lot of people watch the original series like, "Man, this is got some stinkers in the original series." But you know, I mean, listen, you know, when you're when you're a writer and you're having ideas, some some ideas are going to hit and some ideas aren't going to hit. Okay. Everyone talks about after season three, next generation, every episode was great. No, there were shitty episodes of next generation after season three too. So it's like hit hit or miss and just, and tell everyone just shut up and just enjoy it. Right. Okay. That's it. And yeah. And Gene definitely did have, did it, did have his hand on season one. That's why you said there's a lot of, it reminds you of the original series so because right. that's what you knew so
2: exactly and which which is you know that's fine you know it's not like um you know it's it's a thing that we um <coughs> you know it's not like it's a thing that we you know go back and say you know with the original series like you said there there are just things that were like okay that was great and there's just some things we're like eh, maybe not but fox brain yeah. Brain. <laughs> yeah brain brain why is brain <laughs> yeah you know but you know at the same oh, time God. too it, there there are really some just really good things that go on in the episode and mm-hmm. so you know you have to just really um you yeah. know really appreciate everything because i mean like you said you know sometimes you're going to throw things to the wall and they're not going to stick and they're just going to be that's just going to be it and you're going to have to deal with that um and so, as long as you're enjoying it at the end of the day, as long as you're, you know, appreciating for what it is, um, you know, not everything's going to be great. I mean, yeah each each season was, what, 20-something episodes long? Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, I guarantee you, most people couldn't write a 25, 26-episode series, you know, and have all great episodes. I mean, that's just part of it. They, they never happen. No. Um, and so, at the end of the day, you just appreciate what, is being told the, the principles behind it um, and, and what's being shown to you going, okay, what can I, what can I get from this? You know, and, and at least they're being consistent, you know, um, for the most part, you know, yeah. across, across the story, you know? So I, I don't know. I just, you know, I've personally, you know, next gen is a good, I mean, all the series are good to me, but yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's, it's one of those ones where you got to think about it, you know, yeah. Original series stopped production in 1969. Yeah, that's when yeah. the last we saw on TV. And then it comes back in, you know, in the motion the, picture. In the motion, well, you have the pictures, but like the first time for TV. Oh, really? The, uh, animated series. Yeah, well, yeah, I forgot the animated series. That was what, 74, right? I think it was, it was 73 or
1: 74, I
2: think. Yeah. And yeah. so you had that, and then but you haven't really seen live-action Star Trek yeah. in over, what, 30 years? 30 years, yeah. You on know, TV.
1: On TV. I, I, I'm, I'm, on the small screen,
2: yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, and it comes back not connected to, you know, last time it was on CBS. This time it's in syndication, you yeah. know. So it's on whatever channels are willing to pick it up, and which is a big gamble. You know, I mean, really, if you stop and think about it, you know, you're taking Star Trek, the next generation, and you don't have... You don't have a distribution deal with like CBS. You have it just through syndication, and you—that's a gamble, you know. And really yeah. think about—they went seven seasons like that, you know. Um, and then they did that with Deep Space Nine. I mean, all these, all these there until Voyager. I think Voyager was the first one to have like a network, and it was on UPN. You know, really, and, yeah. That was huh. that was because that because that was the whole thing. You know, they had um, in season. Four or five, The Rock came out, crossed over because SmackDown was going to be on the UPN. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then the then that carried over to Enterprise because the Big Show mm-hmm. was uh, on Enterprise. He was an Orion Orion Slaver. Yeah, um, you know because they were all on the same channel. So you had some of those crossovers like that. Um, you know, but really it wasn't until the, that time that you had a, a a channel with production going behind it. Everything else was syndication. Wow. So you had two of your major, you know, you know, next generation and deep space nine there, they're on syndication, you know? So, you know, I, I, to me, the fact that they were able to pull that off and be successful and the fact that even in that success, no, like CBS or says, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to put this back on our channel. You know, they never did that, you know? And so it's just interesting how the TV you know, world works that, they're just like you know what we're making money on you know we're making money on it on syndication. I wonder if it was cheaper for them just to have it Probably. syndicated, Probably. you know, and people are because, paying for it. Yeah, you know? because
1: exactly there you go with the syndication. Other stations are going to pay for that, so mm-hmm. obviously it's more beneficial for them in the long run to sell it because then they could sell it, then they get a cut of the advertising money. So I mean, it was a good, it was a way for CBS Paramount to, to make money at the time. But it's it was kinda that's the reason why after season Patrick Stewart thought it was in the last six six episodes. He never mm-hmm. he, he signed a six year contract because he goes, he goes, This is gonna be null and boy after after uh after uh, six weeks and come to find out he was there for seven years. So, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, and uh and and that's why he almost left after uh best of both worlds because they didn't know if if he was gonna come back because he right. had an opt out and so they left it there where where Riker said fire. And if he left, they destroyed the cube, and then that's it, and off they go. But that didn't happen. So
2: yeah, yeah, and that takes some some thought on Stewart's part to really go, hmm, should I come back for something like this? And what would it looked like if he left? You know, Captain Riker, Captain. Yeah, well, we yeah, Captain Riker, and, and uh, as uh, as they say, that that stride though, you know, that Captain Riker stride. When he mm-hmm. straddles yeah, the chair,
1: you know. straddles the chair, man, he he just dude, he owns that fucking chair. Yeah, he owns. Unfortunately, unfortunately, season one he couldn't do that because the freaking the costume
2: was so tight. Oh know. my gosh! Yeah, you know those poor the, the, having to wear those poor costumes. Oh just, god! Oh goodness! Some, yeah. of the, uh,
1: some of the some of the some of the some of the females got it easy when when they wore like the dresses similar to, to the yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. you're
2: you're just going okay. Well, at least you have the dress, so there's a little. Yeah. Bit of, you know, but no, 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 not not the guy. I mean, you got moose knuckle and everything on that with the guys, man. It was just like Ooh. it was. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh Lord. So well, we've bantered long enough about this and that guy. John, do we have any news? Because guess what, we'll make them wait a little bit. If, yeah. If we-
2: we do, we do have some news today It's not a ton, it's been a slow news week But um, what we will do is uh, We will blow the bosun's whistle right now And we will begin with our, our news for the for the week uh, So, uh, you know, we talked a lot last time About John Delancey and shooting for Q Well, it's actually been revealed now That he's, he's boy, he is a human leak machine I mean, he is just talking all kinds of stuff You know um, he's, not keep, he's not keeping a cafe. <laughs> he's not a, keeping a cafe at all. So, uh, in another interview this week, he uh, he he said in a Mother's Day greeting posted, uh, "Q is coming back." As a matter of fact, uh, and for the last two weeks, I've been filming Picard and really annoying Picard, really annoying <laughs> him. Patrick <laughs> was delighted to see for the first couple of days, and after a couple more days, really annoying scenes. He said, "So, how many <laughs> episodes are you doing?" <laughs> In other words, what are you going to get out of my face? And the answer is six episodes. I think they're going to be coming out. Actually, I don't know. But we are shooting seasons two and three at the same time right now. So he dropped a lot right now. So he's appearing in a total of six episodes. And that they're doing seasons two and three back to back.
1: So hold on on for
2: a second. He's,
1: (laughs) He's a big reveal yet. Between seasons two and three, he's only going to be in three
2: episodes of each. Well they don't know. I mean, that's the whole thing. Maybe he'll be in maybe he'll be in two and, and then four, or you know, they could do all kinds of things. But he's in six episodes, mm-hmm. and he says they're filming two and three right now. Um uh, so which is funny because Paramount Plus has not officially announced a third season and it had been previously rumored that during the pandemic, force hiatus producers moved ahead in developing a third season uh to be shot back to back. And then the co when the sh- the co showrunner uh, Avika Goldsman was asked about this earlier in the month. Uh, he demurred, but it now appears that Delancey has confirmed the two season production plan is happening. Good so, lord, dude, yeah. he's just dude. He's
1: John Delancey, man. He don't care, man. <laughs> he, he, he
2: don't care. Yeah. He's he, having a good old time. He don't
1: care, man. He's going He's 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 dropping. He's dropping all the information. Yeah. stooge report.
2: He is the stooge. The yeah, stooge. And he did. He did ask like. Uh, one, I like apparently one of the big things he didn't want to do is yeah, you know, he's 30 years older and they and it said the first thing I asked him when they asked him to do the show, do you, you're not gonna have me in those tights again, are you? Uh you just don't want a 70-year-old guy running around in tights. And they said, Oh no, no, no it's very different. I went, okay, as long as I'm not in the tights.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and so it, that was his big concern. But um, you know, it's it's I, I mean, again, it's just one of those things that we're looking – you know, we all are all looking forward to seeing Q and Picard coming together. That's just going to be, you know, one of those big things that we see um, going on that they're, they're just going to be a lot of fun to do. Um, you know, when when they announced the Picard series, I think that was one of the first things people wondered is if if uh, if Q was going to be coming back, you know. And so mm-hmm. I think the success of the first season has really allowed for that to happen. So. Yeah. You know, so, um, all right. So our next story, we've got, uh, I don't know if you've seen these yet. Um, Have you heard of the game Star Trek Fleet Command? Yes, I have, yeah. Okay, all right. So I I have it. I play it. It's pretty fun. Have you seen the commercials for them? I have not. Okay, all right. So it's very interesting. So you've got got these commercials that feature, interestingly, two different actors from Star Trek. You've got Carl Urban in one. And so oh, Martin Carl Green, Urban. yeah, okay. And so Nico Martin Green. So they they do all these kind of things together. So um, you know, Carl Urban is you know they show him on different ships and trying to fight Seniko Martin Green, and then because they they were introducing you know it's originally set in the Kelvin timeline, mm-hmm. and so eventually they introduced the Discovery. So they these commercials are kind of like introducing the Discovery into um, that Kelvin timeline. So um, they're playing each other and they're doing all these kind of things. And uh, he's like, you know, this is my universe kind of stuff. And then Sonika Martin Green is always besting him in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, it's a pretty fun little series. Of uh, there's been about four or five commercials. So if you want to have some fun and check that out, um, you know, it's a great way to kind of see you know the game and get an idea for it. And um, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting concept because you. You get resources, but you also have ships where you're, you're fighting and you got to make space for different things. So uh, it's a fun game. It's, it's, it's very. It can be very time-consuming. So mm-hmm. uh, just make sure you do that. So um, uh, on another one, Gates McFadden, on why she said not to be in Star Trek season two or Star Trek Picard season two. So, um, you know, as you know, uh, Michael Dorn, he, he's not going to appear in LeVar Burton either and Gates is mad and is not going to be a part of it either. And so, that's, that's, you know.
1: That's, that's just insane.
2: Yeah, and, you know, she apparently she has her own podcast now called Investigates. <laughs> i play on words there. <laughs> um, and she's talking to people from Star Trek and other places that she has. Um, she talks about her involvement in the History Channel Trek series and um, all kinds of different things. But when she was asked um, in June 2020, she thought they had a good chance uh, for her to be in it, but she confirmed just recently uh, last week that um, I'm not in the second season. I'm sad I'm not. Things have changed a lot on different levels, so I have no idea at this point. I'm disappointed because I would have been so much fun just to work with those people, but we'll see. I have no idea. I wish I could tell you, you know. And we're seeing that a lot that um, and she didn't express the same optimism as LeVar Burton um, when saying that you know beyond season two, if there are other parts of it. But, you know, I, I think at some point, you know, you, you have to wonder because, you know, it, what is it? In the All Good Things, the Alternative Future, the last one mm-hmm. uh, episode of season seven, um, we see that she's a captain and her and Picard were married for a time. Yeah. You know? And so um, it's it's interesting to kind of see, you know, really in this period what that relationship looked like. You know, because there was always that kind of, you know, I don't want to say sexual tension, but like, you know, there was always that will they, won't they kind of,
0: yeah. you know,
2: you know uh, Diane. And uh, what's his name from Cheers? Why Sam and Diane. Sam and Diane. Yeah. There which, was always that kind of tension. You know? Yeah. And which they eventually
1: did. And the same thing with Rebecca and Sam too. And eventually right. they get it on. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's always that. And, I mean, this is just terrible that you have these iconic characters that, are, that helped that were in Star Trek: Next Generation, yeah, to help Picard out, and they're not in it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, something's you know. up. I mean, you know, just either either she's got a heat with the producers or the producers just how can you how can you not bring back Doctor? I mean, she. I mean, she's a big, big character. Even <laughs> more majority.
2: Yeah. I mean, you would have thought she would have made an appearance in season one, knowing the best with the disease and everything like that. But, you know, I can understand, too, you want to develop new characters. You want to build, you know, something. I um, get it. Yeah, You know, I I get that. You want to introduce new characters, you know. So I I see that. You you had your hint of nostalgia with Riker and Troy um, bringing that back and, of course, Data. But you want to build these new characters. That's the whole purpose behind it.
0: You want
1: to build some characters, but if you're going to do like seven seasons of Picard, fine, you can build those new characters. But if you're doing only three seasons of it, go with the hits. Yeah. Go, go with the hits. And then, and then you can, you can give them, you know, you can give them the Dr. Crusher, you know, dust or the Wharf dust to like, to like make them into good characters because,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that's, you gotta, I don't know. It's, it, to to me, to me, not including uh, Dorn, Gates McFadden, or Levar Burton in Picard, it, it's a shame. It really yeah. is a shame.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, but you know, at, at the same time, too, maybe they still hope if they're doing a third season, they yeah. can still make that part. Of it. All right, so our next our next one uh, next story is. Uh, uh, this one came out a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact. XO6 reveals the Star Trek First Contact 1:6 scale Captain Picard figure. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this thing looks <laughs> incredible! It nice. is awesome. It is so awesome. Um, you know, they have him with the jacket off, you know, and wearing kind of the vest, you know, and he's got a phaser rifle, um, which looks sweet. The facial details on this thing is great. He's got more than thirty points of articulation. Ooh. Um, they have, they show him like with a hand phaser, with the jacket on kind of spread legs, arms out kind of thing. Um, and they have so many different things you can do with this. They show a picture of him, like, you know, tucking his jacket down. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that you the could Picard do that.
1: maneuver.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that,
1: that's awesome.
2: So it says the type two hand, there's a type two, one of the accessories is a type two hand phaser. The phaser can be worn a black holster that magnetically attaches to the pants. There's a TR-590 Tricorder X. This standard Tricorder can be opened or worn in a holster. And then the uh, Phaser Rifle, Type 3B Phaser Rifle, used on the Enterprise crew in the battle with the board. And it has a hexagonal display base featuring the transporter pad, which provides additional support to the character. So, like, it looks like there are three different sets of hands. There's the Tricorder. There's the Phaser. And the phase rifle, and then you have a choice of the jacket or the vest. So, man, I'm telling you, I mean, compared to some of these other things, so like, um, you know, there there's some other figures that are supposed to be coming out, and I'm telling you, they look like trash compared to this. So, huh? X XO six, if you XO six, man, they they have just an incredible thing. I don't know if you've seen these figures yet, man. I have thing. seen them. Yeah, no, they're they are absolutely just
1: nuts and how <clears throat> insanely detailed everything is giving yeah. you know, six sets of hands and jackets and this that to do that where you can do something the card maneuver or can tug down the jacket yeah your rifle everything it's just it's it's incredible how far um star trek toys have come from the beginning you know and how they always had a license issues you know with with the toys now to see to see like how great you know it is now especially too for 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 collectors god mm-hmm. bless them man <laughs> yes yeah. they had to endure a lot of shit <laughs> yeah now
2: now it will cost you so this so uh, in case you don't remember we talked about data and he's being released in june um you know i'll have the the face where you they stitched everything on or whatever and then picard will be released in october both are you can pre-order both for $189.99 so um but when you see the quality of these things i'm just going you know i mean it's it's ridiculous the quality of these things so this isn't this isn't you know let little johnny play with your figure kind of thing this is one that goes in a case and is meant to be a collector's item kind of thing so uh if you're wondering Well, I'm not going to buy an action figure for $189.99. Well, okay, but remember that that thing will probably increase in value, you know, three years down the line because, you know, it's not like they're going to make a massive run of these things. No. You know, they're going to be limited edition. That's why they have a pre order right now for them. And, uh, you know, they're going to, and they're incredibly detailed. You know, I mean, it looks like a miniature Jean Luc Picard. So that's crazy. You know, it's great. You know, really, really cool. So, all right, our next story. Anson Mount talks about strange new worlds. is off to a smooth start despite the COVID protocols. Um, they've asked him about what's going on, and he says it makes everything a little longer, but you know, you get through it. It's weird trying to get to know everybody on the set. Mm-hmm. It's one of the smooth starts I think I've ever had in television. Wow. So, despite everything going on, um, you know, he, there, everybody's actually obviously glad to work, but um, you know, he could, he said. Um, <laughs> He couldn't really socialize with a lot of the cast. He said, I'd be throwing barbecues. Um, apparently, he's one of those guys that, you know, he wants to interact with everybody on the, on the crew, even new actors. And he'll do things like throw barbecues to get to know everybody. He says they can't really do that. But, you know, it's still been a smooth start, despite the protocols, um, you know. And he said um, the material has been really good. And they've been really – he really – who was Mount Ansem Mount is a huge fan of Star Trek in general and he's praised the more episodic format of strange New Worlds and it's feeling like classic Trek being really? founded on the idea of the week. So you know um, hearing that um, hearing that makes just really, really good you yeah. know that that things are being done very well mm-hmm. and that it's going smoothly, you know that um, despite because you know they did have that issue with the guest, the guest star who had to be quarantined. Along with some members of the crew, um, but you know things are going well. So um, you know, with that said, so hearing all this, Triple D, how does it make you feel about Strange New Worlds coming um, with the air pipe? Now that we know things are going well, they've they've had um, you know they've had quite you know they've, they've been deep into production now. I think it says here that they've at least got uh, two to three episodes already kind of done. Wow, you know um and, and and you know ready to be edited and put together so
1: you know how's that how's that making you feel so far super excited i can't wait i can't wait to see it and uh speaking of uh captain pike uh this is my little rant about calvin timeline movies i recently watched it, was, it we watched the the first uh entry to the calvin timeline star trek two, 2009 and mm-hmm. I thought it was very well done. the act, The acting was good. The music was phenomenal. I watched Star Trek Into Darkness after that. I cried. I no, I legit. I was in tears when when Kirk died, and I little tears were coming out too when Pike died because they did such a great job with that. And to those people that were complaining about it's stupid, kind of, kind of, it's like, guys, this is a totally different timeline. This is not the same timeline. They even made reference to that where Admiral Marcus was out looking for engineered human beings. Mm -hmm. This was before the five-year missions of Kirk and Spock. Well, actually, because they didn't do the five-year missions because of what happened with Nero. Everything changed. People didn't get that. I saw it. John, I loved it, John. And then I watched Beyond. I thought thought Beyond wasn't that bad at the movie. I thought Mm -hmm. Beyond was pretty good. So to all those people that just crap on the Calvin timeline, that don't like the Calvin timeline, guys, shut your mouths. Watch it, but watch it with an open mindset. Don't watch it like you're comparing it to an old Trek because it's not. It's something totally different because of of the whole thing between Paramount and CBS. That's the reason why. So just everyone out there, enjoy it. Watch it, yeah, it's good stuff. And Bruce Greenwood is Captain Pike. I thought he did a great job too, yeah. And I know, and I know Anson Mount in Stranger Worlds, he's gonna do a great job too. And it's gonna be great. And I, hey, I can't wait for it, I can't wait for it to come out,
2: yeah. No, I agree. You know, I I don't know if you ever saw him in Hell Hell on Wheels, uh, the EMC show about uh, building railroads back in the Wild West era um boy that was so good him and call me you were in it um it was just oh really really good that's where i really got to to know anson mount was from that and then um by the way he can grow one hell of a beard i'm just saying oh yeah you know and uh, and so if you haven't if you if you want to get an idea of anson mount as an actor man check out hell on wheels it is phenomenal it is really really good um so um, that way, you can get an idea of who the actor is. That's you know going to be Captain Pike. Um, so, all right. So, our next story: uh, the Los Angeles he- healthcare group launches a live, long, and prosper vaccination campaign. Oh uh, God! <laughs> Come on, man! Are you serious? Live, long, and <laughs> prosper
1: vaccination campaign. My eye! Okay, they got they got they got people dropping like freaking flights. Okay, when they're taking the vaccine, get the hell out! Of it. Oh my God!
2: By the way, it says get vaccinated. It's a logical thing to do. Oh,
1: oh God, jeez. Okay, I'm try not to drop f bombs. Okay, I dropped too many. I, I, I listened back, listen back, a f- few episodes. I dropped way too many bombs. Oh, are you serious? Come on. Yeah. I, I, I mean, serious. I mean, like how much? How much more of this propaganda BS that's just being pushed on? Just pushed on our throats. Okay, come on. This vaccine, get, get the hell
2: out of here with that with that crap. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, they have billboards all over the place. Oh god, it's a uh, LA, it's it's with LA Care Health Plan and the wow, Rumoring Leonard Nimoy Foundation because they had to borrow Live Long and Prosper because it's trademarked by them. And well, I uh, hope they, I hope they gave Leonard the Nimoy Foundation a lot of money for that. Okay, <laughs> I'm assuming they did for for that to happen. Freaking, um, you know, uh, and it's. uh and, of course, the project really is a continuation of Leonard Nimoy's uh, mission on lung health, said by Julie Nimoy, the actor's daughter, who runs the Los Angeles-based Remember Limoy, Nimoy, uh, Leonard Nimoy, uh, with her husband David Knight, uh, run- running that nonprofit. And, of course, they see, have outdoor billboards um, that are being run with the generous permission of Viacom CBS. And it looks like, um, you know how in the motion picture they had that rainbow-colored kind of looking beaming thing? So it's three people yeah. with masks, a young woman up front, and then an older guy in the back, oh, and then God. a doctor behind, and they have that written you know, that kind of multicolor oh, you know, dude, like, I checked out thing. Dude,
1: I checked out on this story. I checked out. <laughs> <laughs> I checked out. I checked out. Not only okay, okay. Not only did I do that, okay, and he also he also disparaged the good goddamn name of a Star Trek motion picture by, by 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 having this shit. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, come on! I mean, listen, <laughs> l- listen, listen. I get it. I, I get. It. You want to talk about lung health? Fine, go after smoking. Go after, <coughs> you know, stuff like that. But but this thing, okay? Come on, we all we all know it was made in a freaking lab over in China and was sent over here. Okay, God, and even if you take the vaccine you can still get it. That's just been proven. This is this is just this is terrible. This is terrible. No oh, God, yeah, you had to give me riled up. You I knew, knew. It. you knew, you knew that news story was in there. Like, oh, I, I want to get Triple D today. Oh yeah, baby, just wait, just wait. Oh, I want to get him. He's he's, he's going, he's going to lose it. Yep. Oh my God, that's the whole point. Seriously, that now, is listen, listen. I get it. I like, I get it if you don't go after smoking. because smoking is smoking causes lung cancer. Smoking is number one killer. I think And it. ain't the coronavirus. I hate to tell you that. All right, it's. I love when people are like, well, he died of coronavirus. Really? Well, you know, he has COPD. Well, that's what he died of. He died of COPD. That's what he died of. He didn't die of coronavirus. That's what he died of. It's like, well, he had well, he had cancer, but he had coronavirus, so he died from coronavirus. No, he died from cancer, you stupid idiots. Like, what is wrong with you people? Okay, and this, and this vaccination thing, okay, listen. Nothing against people that got vaccinated. Fine. You got vaccinated, fine. Good for you. Okay? Good for you, but... Now all of a sudden I see people, I got vaccinated, Master. I had my card on Facebook. Look at me. Look at me. Go eat a bag of dicks, seriously. Okay. <clears throat> I don't give a shit that you've been vaccinated or not. Okay. I don't. I don't. That's your that's your thing if you want to do it. You should be private with that.
2: Yeah, you, plain you and simple. You should get that sticker that I see people putting on Facebook that says I don't care that you're vaccinated. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. put that on your Facebook thing. You should, so. you
1: should. And it's just because I because I really don't give a shit. I, I don't. I work with the public every day and whatever. You know, it's like I have my my immune system is pretty good. So I don't have to worry about that. So I'm not gonna get the vaccine unless unless, you know, unless they pass some stupid law okay where it's like unconstitutional where it makes you take it and if we fight and if it and if it doesn't excuse me and if I have to take it fine I'll take it but other than that it's like I really just I don't like shots anyway so yeah. the last time I had a flu shot I had a 105 degree temperature and I was sick for three days yeah mm. flu shot yeah supposedly Same flu shot where if you walk into a Rite Aid or what, because we have Rite Aids here in New York, they literally have a big sign. Boost your child's immune system. Children ages three, uh, three and up. Give them them the flu shot to help boost their their immune system. No. You don't boost their immune system? Them getting and developing the antibodies. That's how you boost their immune system. Okay. But no. But instead you have all these sheep, okay, who, who see that crap and they believe it rant over god you got me fired <laughs> up <laughs> uh,
2: well i mean i mean
1: listen i mean we don't have the conspiracy horseman anymore so i mean we got to do a
2: little bit of a conspiracy man yeah why not why yeah not? go for it uh you know so but yeah so i i really i i did that one just to kind of i know he did that
1: yeah you did that on purpose, it was on purpose <laughs> all right you? all right all right next story
2: Sorry. <laughs> all, right. all right. So uh, speaking of what we talked about earlier, the chase, you know, the episode season six or seven chase, uh, mm-hmm. where we find that, um, you know, it started with the Picard's um, old archaeology professor from the Academy. Of yeah. Jane, right. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's six season uh, episode of chase. Uh, that was actor Norman Lloyd. Um, well, on May 13th of 2021, uh, he passed away at 106 years old. Wow. Uh. Uh, and, and wow, he, yeah, he had a decade that spanned over eight decades, a career that spanned over eight decades. Wow. You know, and he, he did think, he worked with legends like Alfred Hitchcock and Charlie Chapman. And he passed away uh, Tuesday, May 13th in Los Angeles. Uh, and so
1: 106 years old. 106, 106.
2: Now here's the thing. Now get this. He started theater at the age of 17 and he was part of Orson Welles fame Mercury Theater group in the 30s. His Oscar screen career began in 1939, and three years later, he began a long friendship with Alfred Hitchcock playing a villain in the classic Hitchcock film, Saboteur. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, uh, he, his uh, Hollywood career was sidelined during the famous McCarthy Hollywood witch hunts, after which Hitchcock helped him find work as a producer and a director. Lloyd's acting career was revived in the 70s, and in 82, he returned to television for what was probably his best-known role, Dr. Al Schlander, in the medical drama State Elsewhere, which ran for six years. Afterwards, his acting career took him to the big screen in roles like Dead Poet Society, guest starring on shows such as Star Trek and Murder She Wrote. And his most recent appearance was at the age of 101. He was on the 215 comedy train wreck. So, you know, um, much condolences to uh, Norman Lloyd's family. Uh, But man, lives 106 years, was acting for eight decades. Um, And he was in a movie at 101 in 2015. Triple D. How do you, I mean, is that not like sound like one of the best lives you could have lived? Amazing. 106 years
1: old. Yeah. And to be acting in a movie at 101 years old. I mean, he must have been he must have been really spry at 101. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be in a movie, it's just it's that's incredible. And uh I I, I gotta say, uh God bless him, man. I yeah. Mean, to go to go from or to be Orson Welles, Charlie Chaplin, Alfred Hitchcock. And he survived the McCarthy era uh, trials, which now, okay. Now if they did them now, okay. There'd be a lot of communists in fucking Hollywood, but um, it's just uh, incredible. Yeah. What a, what a, what an incredible life and uh, God bless them, man. (laughs) I mean, Jesus, uh, that's.
2: That's crazy. That's absolutely yeah. crazy. It really is, you know. And um, so, uh, so the last story I've got to kind of tie in what we talked about today. Uh, this we mentioned the Star Trek Fleet Command uh, mobile game. Uh, they are incorporating next generation into that oh. um, right well, now. They should. You know,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't.
2: Yeah, you know, and so um, they've added uh, the next generation content over 40 new missions and new features. Wow. Um, that includes five new officers, including D- Data, Riker, Troy, Beverly Crusher, and Jordy LaForge. I actually have all five. Uh, Captain. Of course, you do. I do. Right? Well, they, they kind of made it easy. Every They gave everybody enough to get five because they're okay. like lower level kind of characters and not high level characters. Um, they've. Their captain, Jean-Luc Picard, will be added soon. They've even added music from the TNG soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, to welcome new players, the game's first-time user experience has been overhauled and immediately immersed the player into TNG. Uh, Fleet Command's first 20 missions now take players on a unique adventure featuring familiar character ships and storylines from next gen. Um, It has also added a new Away Teams feature where players can send officers on assignment. So now, if you got people doing nothing like not attached to ships or anything, you can send them out to do things to get prizes for you. So, um,
1: give I don't, them a couple of red shirts too uh, on the away team. Oh no, there are safety. No, there <laughs> are. There <laughs> are. give us a red for safety.
2: Yeah. So you know, but um, you know, triple D. It sounds like this game is just really. Expanding, you know, they started with Kelvin, they went with Discovery, mm-hmm. and now they've got TNG. And um, it's it's first season TNG because Riker doesn't have a beard. Geordi's uh, in the red uniform, mm-hmm. um, and Crusher's in her kind of first-generation look. And so is Data, you know, the no-collar kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, onesies that they were wearing. So mm-hmm. um, do you think this is smart, continuing to expand this game like this and uh, adding different things? Yeah, absolutely
1: of course it's smart because now you get all the next generation fans to play. And then sooner or later, when they include the, the original series timeline, when they include the TOS
2: people, they did. Oh,
1: oh, I'm sorry. They already did. So now you have, you can have Kirk versus Kirk. You can have Kirk with Kirk. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so smart. It's like, so when they is a, DS9 on there too. Do they do, uh, no.
2: There DS9 is now? no. There's not DS9 yet. Where's so. DS9
1: and where's Voyager? Because there's a lot of DS9 and Voyager fans mm-hmm. that would definitely would get into the game. They would be more inclined to get into the game if they could play as Janeway, Chakotay, Cisco, Kira, Nerys, Odo, mm-hmm. and now you can also play as the villains too, right? Or is it just the heroes?
2: You you can get Klingons. You can get Romulans. You can get various. Um, races. It's not just Star Trek. So you basically you're so in the game you're an independent. So like you're not affiliated with anything so you can you can lead your you know if you want to be more Federation like you can do that. You can you can lean more Klingon or Romulan Um, and then they even have uh, like what they call the the introduce the uh, Kelvin uh, timeline the Khan uh, advanced humans. And mm-hmm. so you've got Khan and those guys, you can even affiliate with them or you can go kind of more scoundrel, Harry mud. And they introduced Harry mud. Yeah. Um, uh, very early Harry mud, like pre rain Wilson, you know, oh, wow. Harry mud kind of looking, uh, okay. Kind of the, the Kelvin timeline version of him, what it would I look like that. kind of thing with a kind of, you know, rough idea. Um, you know, takes a little bit of the suave of, you know, the TOS, with a little bit of the look of of the Rain Wilson Discovery Harry Mud, um, mm-hmm. you know he's got like his curl mustache and a goatee. You know, very cool looking. So yeah. you could, you know, that's another faction you can kind of lean towards. So you can, and then of course you can build each one. If you can build up, max out one, you can go to another one. You can max them out however you want to do it. So it's not like you are stuck with like just being Federation. And so you can get characters from all these different things. That you can open. Um, character boxes and get certain ones and max out characters and do those things and then put them on ships to help make your ships more powerful. Um, and each character has different um, abilities that gives your ship a different ability that makes it better. Um, you know, so it's, it's just a whole real cool, you know, aspect that you could do um, with the game. So mm-hmm. um, it just, you know, I like it. Um, I really like the idea that you can, you um, you know, you could really expand on certain things that you you wouldn't have been able to um if they would have kept the game like it is. So, by the way, I just I sent you a couple. Uh, yeah, I see that. Let's see. Let's see. Which one?
1: Which one was that? Was that the Garrick one or was that the Jordy one?
2: No, the Jordy one. Yeah, that, the Jordy the one's name.
1: great. What is Jordy's bad?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> the Garrett one. <laughs> the Garrett, one. I think Garrett one's good too. We got uh, postals on the Facebook page. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm bad. Uh, yeah, you're bad. But yeah. that's all right. That's all right. That's that's what makes you fun. So, all right. We like so it. We, like we it. yeah. We've given it. We've put it off long enough. I think it's time to kind I of discuss our odd. main point. To, yes. Uh, it is. Let's let's set out the black alert. Yeah. And let's begin. So we talked about, uh, you and I talked about last week what we wanted to do, and we wanted to cover season one mm-hmm. of Star Trek The Next Generation because it is so bad, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. As you referenced earlier, uh, we talked about it and, and, and held on. Uh, we, we looked at episode nine um, for season one, which if I remember correctly, I, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I got to look it up real quick. Um, do, where is it? Um, hiding Q. Yes, hiding Q. So in this one, uh, well, let's just get into it. We see, you know, it starts off uh, very interestingly. We we uh we see that it's the Enterprise. It's you know they they mention very interestingly that Counselor Troy's been dropped off at Starbase. You know, G6 or whatever, and she's going to be taking a shuttle ride to yeah. go home. And exactly. uh, while they were there, there's a mining accident on a planet that's nearby, so they're on their way to go help um, mm-hmm. with this accident. And they said, um, you know, they're going 9.1 yeah. to get there, um, and they let them know there's 504 people that are involved. And Dr. Crusher, are you able to handle that? Yeah. And then, of course, um, you know, data says, uh, Captain, there is a uh, force field ahead, and of course, as it appears, it looks like the same force field from Farpoint Station. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the Q entity, and uh, he shows up as this, you know, snake, three-headed snake figure, glowing, yeah. and, you know, being all weird and and everything, and look upon my magnificence. Oh, is it bothering you? Maybe I'll show up as something different, and he becomes this admiral, like this crazy, like, over-the-top admiral, like not even close to what any of the admirals wear, you know, this gold-laced, you know, yeah, just – That's a,
1: a admiral's dress uniform. Yeah,
2: like – but, like, way over the top. Like, yeah, of
1: course. Because it's cute.
2: exactly. it's cute, right? And so, uh well, it comes to find out that, you know, this time, Hugh's not interested in Picard. He's interested in somebody else. And so he whisks everybody on the bridge crew away to a planet. Everybody except for Picard. Except yeah. for Picard, he's stuck, and he's stuck on the Enterprise bridge. But he can't contact anything. He can't, you know, get anybody. He can't even get off the bridge. He's stuck on the bridge. Can't contact anyone. Can't even do a captain's lock. You know, and, and that so, was funny. He goes, "I yeah. can't even do a log." Yeah, yeah, you know. And so uh, we find out that Riker, Yar, uh, Data, Worf. And Jordy are on this M class planet that has twin moons, um, and 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 uh, Q is sitting there, and he greets them as a French field marshal, mm-hmm. uh, which is higher than an admiral. Yeah, uh, you know, because he's like, well, you know, I'm going to go big, you know. And they have a campaign tent, and Riker, and he's like, hmm, I was just thinking about a fresh old fashioned lemonade. So they they were having an old fashioned lemonade and talking about what the game is because. The whole point was it was you know, Q wanted to play a game, and it's going to be a deadly game, you know. And so we come to find out that Riker and his crew are pitted against Q's creations, which are like these animal type beings that are vicious, trippy.
1: vicious animal and things,
2: like, vicious animal thing. And so, but before we get to that point, we know that uh, Tasha Tasha is just pissed, so she goes after Q, and Q puts her in a penalty box, you know, which is her back on the bridge with Picard and we see her in a very vulnerable moment with Picard here where she's crying because she knows, she says if somebody else gets a penalty, I I'm gone. I'm disappeared. I'm no longer in existence. Mm-hmm. And so she's just crying because it's not how she wanted to go out. You know, she's just, and she's upset about her behavior. And Picard says, it's okay when, you know, there's a new rule in the bridge. You can cry when the matters of your existence are, you know, in Jeopardy, you know, kind of gives her, we see, we begin to see the less cold Picard Mm -hmm. and the more caring Picard that we wouldn't see later on, that he begins to care for his crew and everything like that. And, uh, you know, and then Q comes back to talk to him and kind of chide him a little bit. And he's like, oh, you're taking on Riker. Excellent. He's going to beat you like I did, you know, and uh, (laughs) and so, uh, which pisses Q off. And so then they go in, and we see that they're on the planet still. Worf is now scouting ahead, mm-hmm. and and Jordy can see him, you know, and because of his visor and everything like that, we he can see him. He's just three ridges away, and and, and Data's like, "Whoa, three ridges!" He's like, "Yeah, he's really moving." And he says, "Oh no, he sees them because uh, Jordy with his EM spectrum and everything, and apparently can see way off, and he sees that these, you know." that there are people there, but he can't make out what it is. Worf pulls up and sees these animal-like creatures, but they're initially when you see them, they look like they're, they're dressed in French uniforms with muskets yeah. and bayonets. And then he turns around and you see that they're more animal-like. They're like uh, animal humanoids, that mm-hmm. I guess you would call them. And so Worf sneakily makes his way back and tells them what he sees. Um, and of course, Riker's like at first, well, I don't believe this. And he pulls out his phaser and he shoots it and it makes a big explosion. And Wolf pops out like, drop your weapons. He's like, I'm sorry, Worf. It's just me. I'm just, uh, I didn't think Q would let us have our phasers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we see that they get into a fight that the skirmish happens. And, you know, uh, Q shows up and says, I've given you the power. He turns into data he mm-hmm. turns into Data and, is there and he's like, don't you see i have given you the power of the Q? You can stop all this. You can send your friends home. You know, and so um, things get hairy. They're getting pinned down by the muskets, but the muskets aren't really muskets. They're like these jacked up phasers, and mm-hmm. there's just more creatures coming, more creatures coming. And so um, to save the bridge crew, Riker waves his hand like Q does, and his friends are back on the Enterprise. And um, you know, we find out that Riker indeed has the power of the Q. Um, and so it made it very interesting at this point because now, um, oh, before that, because uh, Q and Jean-Luc made a, a wager um, that Riker would beat him. He says, you know, your command, basically, Picard puts up his command, Wow. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, versus, you know, Q being able to, you know, not bother the course of humanity or bother them any, any anymore. And, you know, and then, of course, he goes, and Q says, you've already lost. I'm going to give him something that no human could ever comprehend. And, you know, Picard's pretty smart, and I think he figures it out right then. Yeah, he does. Because he he has that look of, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to give him the power of the Q. And, you know, we see Riker's interaction with Q. Mm -hmm. Um, He's laughing. He's like, I'm laughing at you because there's no way you would really do this. He's like, no, we respect you, especially after Farpoint Station. You guys have... Uh, an ability to grow and learn and continue to move forward that eons from now could even rival us and Riker's like ooh eons from now so like we're gonna be around a while and it starts starts placating to Riker's I don't know if you want to call it vanity, but like his like I don't know like Riker is intrigued that humanity's gonna be around that long. It's
1: definitely his vanity
2: you know and and so um, you know that he can do all these things now. And then Q brings everybody back. And this time Wesley's involved, and they're on the plan again. These creatures come back at them, and Worf rushes in like Worf does and starts to fight hand-to-hand because now they have no phasers. There's nothing there. Tasha's there. Everybody's there, and Worf fights and fights. And I think he gets taken. He takes out two or three guys, and then the third or fourth guy ends up popping him in the face and then stabbing him with a bayonet. And War. he does getting oh. his ass kicked. Yeah. Well, and he's a red shirt, so yeah. at the time, that's what red shirts do. And then Wesley, being an idiot, being Wesley, Wesley being Wesley, shows up and is like, "No warp." And he goes over to check on warp, and of he course, stabbed. he gets stabbed. And I'm sure the collective fandom was going, "Yay! Yes! Yes!" Yay. Like death to Wesley. Uh, yeah, you know, he makes this, and it, and it's, it's this—you know—incredible overacting. You know, this whole point. You know, ah, and they show the the spike coming through him, and yeah. you know, Worf with the ah, and yeah. Wesley just—you know—no, Worf, and you know, Riker's just like, damn it, damn it, no, and then he like swings his arm like over the top, just like he's bowling a doing a bowling move, just like he's always like, ole, ole. yeah, Olay <laughs> ole, and he whooshes everybody back to the ship. And you know that's you know uh, Picard. Oh, Picard was on the planet, and that's when he realized that you know too that Riker had the power of the Q. And so then Q kind of leaves them alone. They make their way to the uh, planet, and on their way there, um, Picard tells him, "Look, Q's using this to manipulate you. You can't use this power ever again." And he was, "Okay, I won't. I promise, I won't." And uh, Riker looks sincere that he's not going to do it. And Mm -hmm. we see it's tested when they get to the planet. And that was 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 super super sad that, you know, they get down there, they're trying to help people. They're like, oh, we're the only two left. And, and Geordi's like, Hey, there's somebody here. And data is just whacking rocks like crazy. And they get to this little girl and Dr. Crusher, who doesn't know anything about what's going on uh, because she was in her med bay. She's, you know, she's like, oh, this girl's dead. If she would, if we'd have just been a little bit sooner, we would have found her. We'd bring her back to life. And Data says, "Well, you know, ca- you know, Commander Riker, you have the power of the Q. Surely you can bring her back to life." And Doctor Finch is like, "No, you, you can you do that?" He's like, "I can, but I made a promise." And we see how it affects Riker. Riker is beginning to think, "I could have done good with this." And so he goes up to Picard, and you know, we did to see his countenance change a little bit because, yeah, he, he doesn't. Address Picard as, you know, Captain Picard anymore. It's Jean Luc. And, yeah, you know, I could have done this. I could have been that. And then he starts dictating on us, I want to see your bridge crew in an hour or whenever you're situated. And he's like, uh, well, we got to secure this rescue. And it's so, okay, you know, we'll, well, I want to see your bridge crew and we'll do whatever. And so we see again um, Riker. He comes into the bridge area and they're like, um, we'll have it here if that's fine. Dr. Crusher shows up. Wesley's there. And uh, he's like, you know, Wesley, you shouldn't be here. And he said, like, "Well, you helped make me an ensign, and you know, you know, an acting ensign." And da, da da He says, "All right, you can stay." And then we see Q show up as a monk, you know, because <laughs> you know, oh, brother, is these your friends? Because they're talking about you know him being omniscient and everything, and uh, you know, and uh, and all oh, what you know, you're just you're trying to find out about humanity. And he's like, sacrilege, and you know, holding up the cross, and you know, John Delance just. Just proves that you know, he's so good, he's so good that the so Q good. character he's is so great, yeah. and uh, you know, um, and so we see Riker, it's like, Well, I'm, I'm getting, I haven't made my decision, but I'm getting ready to join. He's about to look like he's joined the, the Q continuum because mm-hmm. he's like, I should never have made that, you know, um, and we should remember that we that promise to you, Picard. So I think I'm gonna join. And he says, Well, how about if I give my bridge crew something that they would want before I go to make them happy. And you have to Picard, you know, smiles and goes, okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know? And the first thing he does is he sees Wesley and he's like, Wesley, I know what you want. And he makes him into a grown man, which as in case you didn't, <laughs> you didn't know, that is not what Wesley looks no, like. No, it is not what Wesley looks like. <laughs> Will Wheaton does not look like that. You know, Hold on.
1: Will we in real life? Wesley on TV. When you order from Amazon and Wish. Yeah, exactly. I think
2: there was a a meme about that somewhere. Uh, I saw that where, you know, the the grown-up version on Star Trek uh, was Amazon, what you order on Amazon, and then Mm -hmm. Will Wheaton in real life is what you order on Wish. Wish. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and so we see that, and then uh, he turns to Data, and Data says no, because it's going to be an illusion. You know, Data was very, you know, almost emotional, you know, this is, you know, still first season. So I don't think, you know, they had quite nailed down the, the uh, e- logical emotionless aspect, you know, for data yet. Cause he does it in almost kind of a smirky kind of way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I no, I don't, I don't want to be human. I want it to be re- It'll just be an illusion. I don't, I don't think I'd like to thank the person who gave that to me, you know um, you know, and so he refuses to take, Riker's gift, because he knows what Riker's gift is going to be, is to become human. And then Riker comes to Jordy and gives him to you know, see, and he, you know, he says, Tasha, you know, you're more beautiful than I ever imagined. And he's seeing the stars and 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 the planet and everything. But he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, you know. Uh, oh, no, he's the one that said, I don't, I don't want to think. You know, the person, I don't want to really have to be beholden to the person. I'd have to really think. And so he says, please make me back the way I was. And we yeah. see Riker making back blind, and and uh, he puts the visor back on. He tries to give Worf a wife, and oh, you know, that was hilarious! Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Worf, is this your idea of sex?" He goes, "This is sex. This you know? is sex." Yeah, yeah. But you know, Worf refuses it as well.
1: You know, so we're seeing that. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Would you do that Klingon check? Oh yeah. Oh, so would I. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was hot. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, she
2: was hot. She was hot. She was hot. So, um, and then we even see Wesley walk up and say, You know, I, I think I want to get there on my own. It was so funny because the voice did not match the guy. No, did not. It, they, they used the Wesley voice with yes. the. They couldn't let the poor guy just talk, you know? Like, um, Commander Riker, I don't yeah, want to be like this. I want to so, do it on my own.
0: And it's like, I want to do it on
2: my own. Is this your mom's objection? No, I think I just want to do it on my own. And so he makes Wesley a little boy again. And, you know, it's just. It's very funny how, you know, um, so then he basically stops being Q and he says, I'm such a idiot, Captain Picard, how did you know? And he's you know, he just kind of smirks. And that's when they tell you know Q, all right, you got to go. Uh, I'm sure the continuum is mad at you. And it looks like he gets forcefully removed from the Enterprise. And he's like, I made no such wager. He's trying to back out of the wager. Uh, is all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, we know he, he does – make multiple appearances again. So it's not like that wager really, really
1: helped. Exactly.
2: Because you know? he does make more appearances. Um, of course. You know. But um, it, it is, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, everything goes back to the way it was. There's no hole in time. You know, they have a hole in time because they're aware of the time that passed, but time didn't pass. And mm-hmm. um, so we see, once again, the, the Q Continuum can manipulate space and time yeah. um, to their needs. Uh, making them very powerful and so you know it's it was just very interesting because we see that this human's given infinite power and you know Mm -hmm. he chooses not to take it because um you know it's the easy way you -hmm. know because that was the whole purpose he's not i can make things easier i can make you happy i can do all these things and he doesn't go about it now the thing about it was god there was so much just overacting and scene chewing and just of course you know just you know over the topness on this whole thing and overacting and just you know that's and that's what makes it so bad it's good it's you know you can't help but watch you know like some of the scenes and you're just laughing at it because it's just you know funny from the standpoint of like this, this like when we when we watch it in the eight in the end of the, late 80s and early 90s we watched this I know I did I go oh my god this is so cool and now that yeah. I'm back I'm like oh my god this is so overactive but it's Overacting. you know but still I, I can appreciate it for what it is you know and uh, I, it, but it also once again just shows it shows Roddenberry's view of humanity in the future you mm-hmm. know what, what he wants for man in the future how he wants man to be in the future to be you know more self because that was the whole purpose in the beginning riker was like we don't have time for this we need to go to this planet people are dying he says y'all are always suffering and dying you know <laughs> i mean he, he throws that out there um you know but what we see is that in the end even with riker he had good intentions yeah. but you know it, what the power does to you you know as mm-hmm. as you know and and that was that was very interesting the scene where Hugh and Picard are in Picard's ready room and they're going over Shakespeare and talking philosophy using that saying, you know, hey, you know, what about, you know, uh, Shakespeare saying this, it's all sound and fury, meaning nothing, you know, but, you know, in all actuality, we were something where we're contributing to life and we're contributing to the things that we're doing, you know, so it's just very unique and interesting to watch how, you know, this philosophy of if you give man ultimate power, what would he do with it? Would it corrupt him? Would it do something else? Would he be able to resist doing something like that? And like Picard says, Yeah, suppose you do it that time, but what if you start to like it? What if you start to become, you know, and, you know, it it'll be it'll control you more than you control it? Mm-hmm. And you know, you need to make sure that you're the one in control. And so it's just uh, you know, it was to me, is it, it was very interesting in the sense of. Overacting, silly, goofy, but there was still a deeper message behind it that you know um, had a lot more meaning to um, humanity's cause in general. So, but what about you, Timberly? What you What did you get out of this? What did you take from from this episode of Next Generation? Um, and uh, and of course, seeing Q and 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 the stuff that came out of this. I enjoyed it, but the one thing I got out of it was
1: exactly what Picard said power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely mm. and I understand that Riker would have try to use that power for good but guess what that power would have gotten the best of him he would have became just as evil or just as sinister as the continuum because you're gonna be in there and no matter no matter what and I, I thought I thought the episode was really good you know it was ear right yet yeah, the overacting was 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 cheesy as hell. But the message was good. It was it was a good message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean the anything with John Delancey and Q in it, it's freaking awesome. I mean, you gotta enjoy it. Cause you gotta enjoy just just the sheer over-the-top that Q is, you know, with the whole becoming a Starfleet Admiral, French field marshal, a monk. I mean, just it's just it's just great. I love I, I love the Q episodes. Mm-hmm. And um And I got to admit, you know, Riker, Riker, Riker without the beard isn't too bad. So,
2: Yeah, I I agree. You know, and it it was, uh, you know, the the thing I liked about it, it was, it was, it was telling a deeper story, but still did it in a fun, humorous, and dramatic way. You know, once again, it it goes to show this is more than sci-fi. You know, Mm -hmm. Star Trek, um, if you want to label it sci-fi, I can understand that but it's more than that. There is more going on mm-hmm. with these episodes than just the science fiction aspect of it. And uh, you got to respect that, you know, the writers and and, and, and producers of the shows, you know, how they incorporated so many things into this, you know, yeah. I mean, I think it was in season one where they introduced the holodeck and the Dixon Hill story. Yeah. You know, I mean, telling a, a 1940s noir story, you know, on a Star Trek, you know, sci-fi show. I, to me that's that's just cool that they're able to do those kind of things and having that kind of idea of okay we have a holodeck now. So that allows us to tell fun, unique stories. And we yeah. see that even later in DS9 where you know with Nog when he gets his leg shot off and he has the new leg and how he uses the holodeck to kind of help him with his PTSD. Yeah. And you know as therapy even you know in a way. And so it, to me that's that's pretty cool how you know we have now these tools and we can do these settings that you're still tied to that sci-fi world, but now you can go to the Robin Hood story, you know, that they do, or you can go to the different things that they end up doing. The Robin uh, Hood story. Yeah. That
1: was that was a cute one too, wasn't it? That was a cute one. A story, yeah. That was a cute one. I'm <R2> not two. a merry man. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not a merry man. Worth crushing the 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 loot that Geordi is just off yeah. playing and <laughs> <laughs> it just, just crushes it. You know? oh, uh, that's yeah. that's That's uh, good. You know, but like that's the whole point is that there's so many different things. Uh you know, you have the Fistful of Datas, you know, episode where yeah. the, the 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 it malfunctions and all the characters end up being played by data with Data's yeah. strengths and everything like that. Um
1: Wharf plays <laughs> the combo.
2: Yeah Wharf and Alexander they're trying to play this whole thing and you know it, yeah. it's, it's so funny you know that's that's how it that's how yeah. it you know goes but you're able to do fun stuff like that and that's to me what makes star trek so great is that they're able to incorporate these different things and mm-hmm. and tell deeper hum- humanitarian stories but still be able to um connect the dots to those kind of things so you know i i i think that um you know, people who want to classify, you know, Star Trek as sci-fi, I I don't think they really have seen, you know, sci-fi to be no. honest, and they haven't seen Trek and Trek to know really what it is. So, yeah, but that's just me. You know, that's that's how I feel about you know, um, you know, that's how I feel about Star Trek, and no, that. no, you're you're definitely right. You know, so. Anywho, so how would you how would you rate this one, uh Triple D? Personally?
1: Yeah. Eight and a half out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Eight it was a, a good episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. The plot was good. Everything was good. And uh that's it. You know, it's just the overacting, you couldn't get the overacting costed a ten out of ten, but I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: it's (laughs) it's a good episode. Anything with Q is, like you said, um, is good. You know, um, you know, uh, uh, you're not you're not gonna give it as high. No, I'm, I'm kind of in the boat with you. I'm kind of like an eight eight and a half. You know, really honestly, it was good. You know, it was enjoyable. You got a lot out of it. There was there was, you know, you you. the overacting like you said kind of killed it for me a little bit but um but at the same time too looking back at it now that's just because it's almost like they were redoing some of the tos mannerisms and things along those lines yeah because Rodberry was involved so i can imagine going, no go bigger go bigger you know like like you know, he like Shatner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see some of there's some Shatneresque movements in the way oh they, God, do, sort of, so you many. know, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's so that's that's kind of where I, I am with it. Is like I see some of the Tos mannerisms and and so that kind of brings it down for a little bit. But at the same time, too, it makes it funny and, and enjoyable. Yeah, and there's a deeper message here. And so I really enjoyed that aspect as well. So, you know, I'm not I'm not one to you know you know crap on it in the sense of like oh my god that was too you it was it. it was what it was and I think it was a very good episode. It was a good
1: so- <laughs> 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 yeah, baby.
0: <Yeah>. Bruh.
1: <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> we were talking about festival days like wait a minute, I got something for
2: that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to share what that was.
1: No, no, we can't. No, we can that, That's
2: that's for the Patreon behind the paywall. Academy the, uh,
1: OnlyFans. Academy Academy, Only...
2: Academy After Dark.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my God. Academy uh, After Dark. I do that pop you. Oh, well, yeah, you, you
2: got to be good today. So
1: I got <laughs> yeah. to get you a couple times. You had
2: to get. You had to get me back. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's oh fair. God. Um,
1: oh shoot. Yeah.
2: So. Well, <laughs>
1: Oh boy. Well, John, I think I think we did this t- I think we did this episode with a lot of uh great service. I yeah. <laughs> definitely had a lot of fun today. Yeah. Uh discussing uh hiding yeah, Hugh from season one of next generation and the news and you getting me riled up for no reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh good Lord. So John, where can all the Star Trek Next Generation season one fans find you,
2: brother? Oh, well, if you want to find me personally, uh, you can go on Facebook and look up John Enright and uh, you'll see me there. And Weatherford, Texas, you can go to Twitter, Jay Reezy Men uh, and, and Instagram. You can find me there. You can find me on TikTok as Jay Reezy, um and all that fun stuff. You can also connect with the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the email. I'm not seeing anything from you guys. I know, man. That's OK the email if you want to email us the academy <laughs> hmg at, at yahoo.com send us your top fives or top 10s your favorite episodes episodes you want us to cover okay. movies um, favorite characters things along those lines favorite klingons you know uh, favorite romulans uh, whoever Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you want to really blow triple D's top may make us talk about your favorite romulans and then we'll yeah. go from there. Uh, actually
1: actually I only have one favorite romulan. Mark Leonard played the um, uh, the captain of the and in next generation, no, I'm sorry. Um, original series when you when he first got introduced to the Romulans, oh, oh, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, that's right. He
1: was my favorite Romulan,
2: yeah. He, that's he
1: because it. that's because he's Mark Leonard and he plays,
2: yeah. Sarah. So, yeah, so so make sure you can uh, so you can hit up the Academy H at the Academy HMG at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Academy HMG, on Twitter the uh, Academy HMG. As well as there, you can also find us on Discord. We have a leaf there that you can put in your Star Trek thoughts um, and get us that way. So we want to hear from you. There's lots. Of, we don't say we don't have ways for you to contact the show. We do. You know, we do. We 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 pretty much cover a lot of the bases for yeah. the show where you can you can reach out to us and you can connect with us. Um, and so you know, we're going to do that. And um, you know, if if there are people that you want us to have on the show, tell us and we can yeah. try to make that work. You know, if you want us to interview more people, we've had Lance Archer on before. Um, big Star Trek fan. We've had Doctor Ted on. And um, Stevie Richards had Stevie Richards. I mean, we've had uh, a plethora of just really well named people. So, if you want more guests, tell us who you want to hear yeah. from. You know, we're working on Big Sal. We're working on uh, some other people. Uh, Strangler Steve. Strangler Steve. Yeah. You know, working on them to come on the show and talk a little bit too. So, man, just keep uh, plugging away. Tell us what you want. Uh, if there's somebody outside the ATMG uh, media network that you want us to talk to, tell us. Send us that, inf- that contact information, and we'll get on it. So, yeah. you know, that's – that's uh, but it's not going to happen if you guys don't interact with the show. You don't tell us what you want. And then we're just going to keep having fun talking about the Star Trek that we know and love and how we want to go about it. Uh, so uh, – which is fine because I have fun with Triple D talking every. I have fun I, fun. I
1: have fun with you too, Josh. Yeah,
2: so you know, <laughs> um, you know, and so, it, but you know, that's the whole point. This show is about you, mm-hmm. the fan, and because we're fans, and you guys are fans too, so we want to encourage you to hit us up, talk to us a little bit, tell us what's going on, and and all that. So that's where you can find me. Um, oh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, I might be on the Hami Media Group uh, Patreon exclusive a show um with aaron, uh, aaron stevens and april hunter so i'm mean, gonna make an appearance there whoa
1: so, yeah. whoa yeah i'm
2: jealous you got a
1: chance to be there with with the wonderful and beautiful april hunter my
2: god i thought you were gonna say the wonderful and beautiful aaron stevens because well, i mean I was, aaron I like,
1: stevens is wonderful and beautiful not yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah but i mean april hunter oh boy
2: yeah i know good I lord know. she is I know. Yeah, yeah that that is that is my whole pass. I'm going to say that right she now. She is
1: she is not 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 only is she beautiful, extremely highly
2: intelligent. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, um unbelievably intelligent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I listen I listen to the Twitch stream live every Tuesday that they do. Um, it's enjoyable to listen to um, on that aspect. So uh, oh, if you're if you're yeah. not subscribed to Patreon, you're missing out some quality content. Yeah. on I mean, group there, uh, the FR podcast. There's lots of different stuff. <laughs> ben has some great stuff there. The A Show, yeah, uh, you know, and of course we are partners with Stevie Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you're following that stuff as well. So go to Patreon. That's where a lot of these shows. are Larry Haken
1: too. Larry Haken yeah, who was on Star Trek Voyager.
2: Yeah, so we have lots of different great stuff there um, on Patreon that you can be following and listening to as well, and th- it's not expensive. Uh, if you've been wondering where some of the other shows have been, because we're on the affiliate channel, which is still alive and kicking. But yeah, if uh, if you've been wondering where, hey, where are the locker rooms, where are all those things, go to the Patreon page. The, you can you can sign up for free, and here the locker rooms, and here the re- the regular stuff. Um, yeah all those kind of things that are going on, it's all on Patreon right now for free. And then if you want to hear a little bit more, here's some marketing ideas from Ben Hamid. If you want to hear some stuff from uh, other people that are on that Patreon, just pitch in, what, five bucks? Yeah. And, and, you know, five bucks a month, and you get access to a wealth of uh, material that you know, and listening, uh, things that you wouldn't have had before. So mm-hmm. go check out Patreon and, and see how you could support that. And then when you do that, you support the Hamid Media Group. Which let's be honest, we're, we're one of the last free bastions of yeah. free media where we tell you what we think and how we feel, and we're just gonna we're no bullshit. We just tell you mm-hmm. how we feel and what we think, and you know, and that's that's what you want. That's what you want. You want people to be real with you, and that's what we're going to be doing. And so, if you want to keep supporting a movement like that, go to Patreon, for five bucks. You know, yeah, come a month on, month, a month, come on, man, come that's on. What,
1: you, you know, that's you freaking cheapskates. Let's go,
2: yeah. let's go. Help them out. So, triple D. Now that I've got kind of all that out, you know um, what? What about you? Where can they find you? Where can they? Uh, oh, oh, let them you with your Greek oil. And- oh Lord, oh Lord, the Greek olive oil. Oh my God, the Greek
1: oil. Listen, <laughs> guys, you want to find me, Demetrius Urdos on Facebook, Greek DZ twenty five on the Twitter, which I don't check at all. And then <laughs> also too, you can find me. Uh, uh, Demetrius uh, 9778 uh, on Instagram. That's uh, mind you, there are no x ray pictures on Instagram. Thank god, hey. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Also, two guys dippingdoancny.com, dippingdoancny on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. That is run by Ben Hameen who is a genius at marketing. So, guys, seriously, I mean, John's not bullshitting about his marketing thing. His marketing thing is legit. He's helped out my business tremendously to the point where I want to tell him, bro, we got to stop advertising because we're getting way too busy and I don't have enough help. So (laughs) uh, we got that at Zerdosoliveoil.com for your best olive oil. Uh, I've just been so freaking busy. that I got got, got to shove out some orders and I I got to get on that. Um but and then also too you can find me at the Academy HMG Facebook page. Yes, we have we have a Facebook page and it is uh it's it's quite nice. We we post memes and mm-hmm. and funny things. So too we are Academy HMG on Twitter as well and check us out there. So guys, if you guys want to get a hold of us, me or John, it's really simple. So get a hold of us, let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you think I'm an asshole, because I am. Or, or if you think John's a great guy, because John is a great guy. So that's it. <laughs> and on that note, I got to say, John, it's been fun. I can't yes, wait to, two weeks from now. and We'll discuss some more Trek. And uh, to all the fans out there, live long and prosper. And we'll see you two weeks from now. Bye, guys.